and gentlemen, welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for health and athletics. Two Australian trail championships, a 24-hour track race, six-foot track marathon, and has represented Australia three times at the long-distance mountain running world championships. I mean, I guess you could say ain't no valley high or mountain low that she can't run, right? I mean, it's the other way around. Anyways, let's just say she knows a thing or two about running. Did I mention that Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons? So, yeah, she knows her stuff. You'll be sure to get all your questions answered and maybe even a runner's high just by listening to the advice and good vibes of the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Episode 176 is an interview with Corinne Traeger. Corinne, I think I pronounced it right, is the Chief Executive of the non-profit Yarra Riverkeeper Association. And and she set out to be the first known person to run the whole length of the Yarra River from its source to the sea. Corinne believes water is life and the Birrarung Yarra River is Melbourne's living entity connecting us to country. Ron and I chat with her to find out how her run went and what she discovered along the way. It's a really fun and interesting chat, so I hope you enjoy it. Now, I really love working on this podcast and interviewing so many interesting people like Corinne. I hope you enjoy listening. If you do, could you do me a huge favour and subscribe, rate and review? It makes a huge difference to me, not only personally, you know, because who doesn't like, you know, some positive feedback, but also helps the podcast audience grow and thus ensure I can keep getting amazing people to interview. Thank you. The link will be in the show notes so that you can do that so it's nice and easy. Now, I have my next Pole Skills Clinic on Sunday, the 6th of November, 2 till 3.30 p.m. up in the Dandenongs again. This course is invaluable for learning how to use your poles effectively when you are running and racing in the mountains. And to be honest, they're great for the flats. Don't forget to also to go to peakchocolate.com.au to get 15% off some yummy chocolate that is actually good for you. You may have seen me posting in my stories about me indulging, but it's not really an indulgement. It's good for you. Enjoy our chat with Corinne. I did Isabel's Poles class because I was going to walk the 800km Camino de Santiago. Isabel was a great instructor, making sure that we as a group got all the information that we needed, but also that we had plenty of time one-on-one with her where she could give us personal instruction. I definitely came away feeling stronger, more balanced and faster. And with all the balance, I even, it was like having four legs instead of two, and even my pack felt lighter. All of the trail work that she did with us easily trans- transferred onto what I would need to do for the Camino as well. Since then, I've done heaps of hiking, and Isabel's advice still rank- rings true. Um, and I absolutely highly recommend Isabel's class to anyone who's interested in using poles. She's awesome.
So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times or the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run, or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hi, Corinne, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Ross. How are you? Good, thank you. So um, I thought we would get you on the podcast and, um, you know, Ron and I could ask you some questions about you've recently um, had a bit of an adventure. We are talking before we started recording about adventures. Um, but before we get into that, can you maybe give the listeners who may not know you uh, a little bit of background on how you got into running and how you got interested in the environment and those sorts of things? Um, so I've been doing running, um, well, particularly ultra running for like the last five. Um, in terms of running, I've been running for the, the last 10 years. Um, I was not a runner in school. Um, I actually, in fact, hated running. Um, I used to be a smoker a very heavy smoker (laughs) and I stopped smoking um, before coming into Australia because I thought well it's going to be super expensive I don't want to you know spend too much money as a backpacker Um, but then also I was training for my first marathon and I thought you know it's not really sustainable (laughs) so um, yeah like basically I didn't know anything about running and one day uh, I decided you know um, I wanted to added something into my life into in terms of you know um, doing something different after a breakup um and a couple of friends were training for a 10k and that's how everything started um then when I started doing the ultra running um stuff I kind of decided well I just don't want to use it as a way of like feeding my own kind of ego or pvs or prs and stuff like that because like let's let's face it I'm not fast and that's not my purpose. Um, but I thought I'm already kind of really conscious on the environmental issues, you know, happening in the world. Is there any way I can sort of put my running with purpose for something different? Um, so I was training for UTA back in 2018, I think it was. So yeah, 2018. Um, and as I was using a lot of, you know, the Yarraven, um trails as a training ground, I was finding a lot of litter. Um yeah. And one day I just got really fed up, you know, after like filling up up all my pockets, you know, with, with rubbish. And it's like, well, how come like this is happening? Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm from a, a developing country um, in South America and that's normal. But I was like surprised to see a similar issue happening here. And I thought, well, this is happening here. Like, I don't want to even think what's happening home. Um so I thought, well, is there any way I can sort of join these two things together? So passion for running and sports and being outdoors and active with, you know, that environmental action they want to bring to a table. Because um, I thought, well, they don't have to be 
um, kind of limiting each other, you know, like they can actually be combined because people spending time outside are really kind of looking after nature anyway, or they want to be engaged with that type of concept. Um, so that's how I started with the Plastic Runner. So um, we started running blogging events with um, the community for just once a month. Um, and blogging is the action between, you know, running and picking up litter. And um, yeah, like it's just always born out of me being a bit angry and <laughs> having a bit of time on the weekends. And I thought, well, I'm using this park for my own purpose, you know, of training. Um, maybe this is a simple action of giving back to it so I can keep running on it and it looks cleaner and hopefully less people's going to, you know, dump rubbish or they're going to pick it up if they see me doing the same. Mm -hmm. um, five years later, here we are now that um, I'm pretty lucky to work for an organization that aligns with um, my values. So um, I'm the CEO for the Yarra River Keep Association, which is yeah. a nonprofit, yeah, you know, that advocates. Yeah, so we advocate for the Yarra River and um, we do a lot of work, you know, in, in on the ground, uh, part of all the campaigns and, and you know, um, public policy kind of influence. But um, one of the things that we do is around plastics and pollution and, and that's how I got involved um, as a volunteer just from the beginning um, and eventually got a job with them and that was awesome because it was like, well, that's that's great. That's, that's what I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um, and when I got the job, I started thinking, well, is there any way I can combine both? Um, and that's how everything started, basically. So can you tell us a little bit about the the run, how it formed in your mind? You know, what... what... So basically, let's just quickly oh, go okay. over what you did. You did run the length of the Yarra River, didn't you? Yeah, so that's technically... Yes. Yeah, the length the length is two hundred and forty two k's, but because it's located within close catchment, um, I did ask Melbourne Water. You know, is there any way we can go in? But um, a part of that, I didn't want to sound like I have an entitlement to access something that's protected. Yeah. Um, it was more like, well, is there any way we can go in and show people? But no, no fuss. You know, if, if we can't do it, and yeah, with all the detours and diversions, like it came out as two eighty. Yeah, yeah, we were wondering about that. So then what was your... Yeah, so your what, what made you decide to run the whole thing? Were you looking at, you know, where you thought the rubbish might be coming in or um, was it just, you know, it was there so you did it? What What was your motivation for actually running the whole thing? I think it just came back from when I first came to Melbourne, you know, that um, I realised a lot of my Melbourneian friends were not aware of, the amazing waterway that we have crossing through the city like you know like I was going to the Yaren Park and it's like oh where are you it's like I'm basically 10 minutes away from your house like <laughs> you know like that lack of um, recognition that we have amazing places within the corridor and I thought well it's such a shame you know that um, the average Melbourneian doesn't really know that 70% of drinking water comes from the Yarra River so there's no kind of sense of respect or pride associated yeah. with the river and I thought well is there any way that we can show people you know that the same river up in Warburton and Rifton is the very same river like down in the city because yeah. even creating that kind of connection um between those really simple things you know that there's nothing um even I I have a very close friend I'm not going to name um she came for a run with me to Warburton and she's like I was like oh that's the year and I was like what is that the year I was like yes that's the Yarra like what do you mean and <laughs> 
well I was like well if you got people like that 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 there's no um I mean it's, it's not her fault you know it's like how we have been maybe not being exposed to that educational component but yeah like a lot of people don't really like see that so if they can't see that they're not going to see the value and if you don't see the value they're not going to care for it and protect it and and you know look forward to to, to keep it clean or make it cleaner yep now isabel and i've had this discussion many times we've spent a lot of time around the reefton warburton area um exploring um when we were preparing for one of isabel's longer runs and um we can't really decide where it actually starts like where the, the Yarra river actually starts so come on so, enlighten us where does it if we wanted to go <laughs> right to the start the Yarra River, where would we go? Well, you can actually Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we should have thought of that. Sure. Uh, I, mean, I mean, like there is like a little Google point, you know, on oh. Google Maps is called Start of the Yarra. Um, and um, I was very lucky that my previous coach was um, Mike Cardiff, um, so you might know of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. told us about the um, trails up to through Reefton. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the little um goat Cardiff. Um, so he he was like telling me, like sharing me all this like information, you know, that he's been um kind of researching maps and kind of really like, dark underground, like underworld information, you know, on this stuff. He really likes it, you know, it's like explore trails and stuff. It's like just that's that's his thing. Um, so eventually he sort of shared with me that. Um, the start is actually, you know, the, the how a lot of different creeks join into one single kind of waterway. Um, so it's not like you you're gonna see like a massive river coming in like all together. It's just like there's literally no like sign a little, there or anything. No, there's no sign or anything. And and because it's it's within the closed catchment, you can't really see it. Right. Um so we had a bit of an estimation of whereabouts was this um place. And yeah, you you can literally Google google it um so if you if you got to that little google location um there's actually melbourne watergate and well that was our start this is where it starts you know um which makes sense because you got a lot of the creeks of feats from the thompson and and all like the latrobe yeah. and all, all that stuff that goes in there so it's just having that idea that well this is roughly where we think it's going to start um and yeah that's that's how we we kind of claim it yeah and so I mean, you say you ran the length of the Yarra River, but I mean, like like one said, we've done a bit of running in that area. How, how would you be able to run next? I know through the catchment areas you couldn't, obviously. Yeah. But even in the non-catchment areas, like it's very overgrown and how, how did you negotiate that challenge? Yeah, well, that's a good question. And like, look, um, you got Maya Ward that a um, couple of years ago, she did the whole walk from sea to source. Um, I think from here and it was a bit different because they have access to private property and they were like, you know, following the river. Yeah. Um, but it took them 21 days. So I thought to myself, I don't want to be disturbing, you know, bush or trampling on plants or anything like that that's going to create environmental impact. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to keep it simple and easy enough that it was more like following the catchment and following the river using public trails and roads. Um, so yeah. If yeah. someone else is going to do it again, you know, they're not causing any harm. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the main concept. So, for example, like the, yeah, like the, the day one is basically going around like to Mount Horseville, which is all accessible there, um, and then coming down to Rifton. 
And day two was pretty much, you know, public trail and road all the way up to the upper Yarra Reservoir to the dam. Yeah. And then jumping to um, Oshasi Aqualuck Trail, Redwood Forest, and then Wolverton. So okay. kind of that. And in some areas, I'm at the session, um, that was day three. I didn't want to go through like Yarra Junction and, and Millgrove um, towards Hillsville because, um, you know, there's no shoulder. It's pretty yeah. much on the road. It's pretty ugly. And I thought like, you know what? Why not just turn up one? We like it. We love that place. You know, it's so special. It, it's basically like you got the whole view of the catchment and like the river itself, you know, down there. Um, and I thought like that's way better value, you know, in terms of showing people like what amazing place we have than just stick to the road for another day and just yeah. have a little sucky moment. <laughs> and... um. <clears throat> Okay, so that that kind of explains that one because I was going to say it would be really um, extremely difficult and treacherous underfoot, and like you said, causing damage to the um, yeah the little plants and and so on. Um, so that was your basic course. Now, obviously, it's not two hundred and eighty kilometers from um, from where it starts, so it must yeah. really um, wind its way a lot pretty much yeah yeah so well um there's a lot of you know diversions going on day one which that added into you know the tally but um also um day four which is Hillsville to Warren that that was the hardest one um because then you have to like this there's no accessible trail which is a pity um because this this is this really old rail trail you know that they're now building it hopefully for like bike access you know and, and um, walkers um but there's a lot of you know diversions between the public road and then getting to Yaglen and then going to Melba Highway <laughs> which is madness you know like on the side um towards like the Yarra Valley Trail and then once we got there it's like okay we're back in like you know safe safe place but um then jumping again into the road to head towards Mount Lofty. Um, yeah. Once you get to Mount Lofty, you're basically following the river all the time because you're on the Manjara Trail, and that's that's great. But before that, it was just a whole bunch of, you know, diversions and trying to find a better way. Yeah. 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 So that's how all those kilometres added up. Um, what was your um, total elevation gain and loss on the run? Uh, I think it was about 5,000. So that was gain? Yeah. Yeah. Because theoretically then you should have lost more. Would that be right? I think no. I think that like accumulated. I think it's like around 5,000. I will have to just, um, yeah. double check. Oh, well, um, um, let me know later and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. <laughs> in case people are interested in the stats. So um, how long did you take to do it? Like, um, you, you know, you're talking about day one, day two. How many days did it take you? um to to complete the whole thing six days I mean like look you can do it quicker 100 mm percent -hmm. you know but it was not the purpose of that um we thought we really want to take the time to enjoy it connect with it um take some really good photos make some footage and um break it down in a way that's more like digestible as well that and how many comments did you do a day uh day one was like 72 and a half um, day two, about 50. Um, day three was 37. Day four was 55. Day five was 39, I think. And then the last one was like around 29. 
Mm. Well, that's nice to finish with a shorter day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's still, you know, a solid, solid week of, of running. Yeah. And did you do it with other people? Did you have people coming, joining you at different times or how did that work? Uh, yes, so we, we had a few people in rotation um, and I have mainly a couple of friends that they join um, and someone very random that ended up being amazing. So that's big shout out to Scott Beams. Uh, of course, <laughs> isn't he awesome? <laughs> He ran with me on both my long runs too. Yeah, he so, told yeah. me that. Um, yeah. So, no, he was such a legend. Like, literally, he is like, a character you know, of the um, trial running scene. Yeah. The only crazy person who would just show up at Hillsville in yeah. Bakery at 3 a.m., you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Great guy. Oh, no, he was awesome. But um, the thing's like, because I, I had a bit of a thought, like, do I really want to do this on my own? Do I want to do a solo thing or is it going to be with friends or am I going to be the forest gump of the trail? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> um, but I ended up just making the decision, you know what, I this is a run for the community to share yeah. with them, you know, to share with my friends, to share, you know, with other people. This is to have fun. I don't need to have like solitude time enough. I mean, I did have some solitude time, but um, in a way that I was like, no, you know what, let's just, have friends joining Let, let's make this like a really big kind of girls retreat for like a weekend and do this crazy stuff and then eventually if I have friends that want to join they want to sort of welcome to share it um because that was the, the thing like how we can connect community to the river and the trail and just just have fun have a really nice day out, out there um and then Scott show up and it was like a, a bonus um it came for like two two full days which is like yeah. amazing yeah um, not surprised yeah and he was like such a legend so um I I had the best time with with people and also like the best time on my own as well yeah and um so where did you sleep at night Airbnbs like local um like some people ask me like are you gonna camp and it's like you know what I don't really need to I'm gonna have a really long day nice yeah Yeah, and and that's the thing I was like thought well I really want to have a shower at the end you know and having a bit of a luxury as well in terms of um, cozy bed, a nice sleep, so I can just recover properly. So did you um, plan out yeah. where you were going to stop each night ahead of time? Yeah, so I, I thought, well, the, the three first nights we're staying in Warburton because um, that was the easiest place to, you know, head back to um, yeah. after each day. And day three, I mean, like, yeah, this third or fourth night, I think, um, we stay one night in Hillsfield. Then another night in Warren died. And then the last night I stayed at my place because I'm in South Yarra. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Oh, that was well planned then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, look, I have never done something like this before. So the whole planning aspect was yeah. pretty much new. Um, I didn't want to overthink it. And I just tried to keep it super simple um, in a way that, well, what makes more sense? Warburton, you know, it's like more like centralized that we don't have to drive four hours from home to get to a start of the year at 1am. So <laughs> that made it easier. But um, also, yeah, just understanding um, access to just basic stuff, you know, like supermarket and yes. um, yeah. So how long ago did you start planning this? It's been two years. Oh, so, wow. I know. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah um but like look I, I had like can I ask did you see many masks yeah. sorry what when you're talking about the rubbish that you saw were there lots of masks 
No, there was um well no not masks, but um what I found a bit disappointing is that so like a lot of you know broken glass and like cans and stuff from yeah. people on four-wheel drive properly. Um I mean probably, but I, I don't want to point fingers at four-wheel drivers though. Some yeah. people out there are doing amazing stuff and they usually go and clean it up. But yeah, it's a bit disappointing, especially, you know, those really like nice kind of pristine forests that you get kind of hard access. Um, yeah, finding a, like a little bonfire with all the crap around and just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So um, how are you, what are you hoping to, like, how are you hoping to use this run to further your cause? Uh, so we are looking to create more footage in the next couple of weeks um, so we can join all that together and use that to basically like do storytelling, you know, in terms of, well, not sharing my story with the run, but um, hopefully get some other people to share their own stories of um, the river and that we can share that with people and say like, look, this is like an amazing waterway that you got just literally there. You can just, yeah. you know, go, go out of home and go for a walk in the river there. Eventually, you're going to connect to a creek that's going to feed into the river anyway. Um, and the whole idea, and, and this is more like a personal course for me, um, I would like to just have it more like into in, into the sort of film festivals um, that they go around because, like, usually you don't see a lot of films led by women. Yeah. Okay. And and that was my feeling with the last couple of, you know, like um, Run Nation or the other, like, film festivals. Like, 80% is just blokes filming themselves going in, into like I don't know like I'm gonna run up a mountain a hundred times and it's like well that's great but what about women um <laughs> so <laughs> just having more representation so all the women can actually think about it and say like yeah. you know what I want to do that too and or I want to do something similar and just think that there's someone else doing it as well so it's not that crazy yeah yeah and um so where did you find the rubbish kind of started from well, good question. And sadly, we found um, some stuff even like going up Mount Horsfall. So pretty much from the start, um, then going into like um, the Upper Yarra Reservoir, we were like in one of those like um, pipeline tracks and we found like someone basically illegally dumped a whole bunch of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was massive, like there were like batteries and like car batteries and stuff like that. And it's like, well, this is rubbish, literally rubbish. Um, and yeah, it's it's a tricky one because you're not gonna be able to pick it up. Um, yeah. so we left it, but there's an app that you can use called Snaps and Sold, and that usually like geotags, you know, your location and the photo that you take, and that will target the uh, relevant like authority that it's kind of has the jurisdiction of the area. So either it's okay. parks, Melbourne Water, or the council, and mm-hmm. they usually get the notification then and we'll organize a pickup. And so were you um, picking up the rubbish as you went? We did pick up a couple of things. Like hard rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like we did pick up a couple of things. That I think in total with the whole six days, we we had three bags of rubbish. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was just like, look, the purpose of the run is not to yeah become, i just like, wasn't biggest, sure if yeah. that was something you were doing as well yeah yeah, yeah. we were just doing sporadically you know if we found a couple of things here and there we we picked up a couple of bits here and there but um yeah it, it's it's a bit harder you know especially if you go for like a long day and there's yeah. no access to the crew it's like hi mm-hmm. i'm coming with a mattress <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just have a nap on it maybe <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and um so 
so you did have a crew so they would meet you at different points did they yeah so I had um Hillary McAllister from Four Wild Places yeah um she was just such a legend like literally volunteer to be there the whole week driving around mm-hmm. um and that was like amazing because like I don't know how I could have done it without her yeah. um I mean it, it will have been you know way harder in terms of accessing to things and like maybe me organizing drop off and driving around like crazy um but yeah so she was meeting me in a couple of points that the same thing when I mapped the whole thing out um because I went to those places for like the last two years I knew where it was the best place to park or best place to meet in between and kind of break it down into some sections there that was more like you know easy hmm. Do you have a question? Um, yeah, so what um, has this kind of um, wet your appetite for other um, sorts of point-to-point runs, like, you know, maybe uh, other rivers, other, you know, you know some, some other um, environmental areas that you'd like to focus on? Well, that's that's a thing. I'm not sure if I just opened a new kind of worms on this. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, look, it was a lot of fun. I thought I was gonna be way more in pain or like you know really struggling. Um, I was pretty surprised by the end that I felt like wow that that's it's done and I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like of course, like there was one day I was like, this is rubbish. Like, why am I doing this? But Scott was there, so he was great. Oh, um, yeah. I know he was, he was such a like, you know, a savior. But um that's a good question, um, Ron, because I've been sort of wondering like, well, is there any other thing that we can do for like other rivers or other waterways? Um and there's someone else doing it at the moment. So her name is um, Mina Guli. So she's been running, you know, for like water access and water security around like the world. Yeah. Um, and she does this sort of big um, river runs or like a marathon for each river. So I think she's down her 100th marathon. Um, so she's doing like 200 marathons in a year now. Um, but yeah, it might happen that at some point, well, we, we're based in the Yarra. So not sure if I might start running the creeks now, like just joining, you know, each creek and do something like that. Or eventually some people were saying, oh, what about the Maravinong River? Everything happens in the Yarra, yeah. but everyone forgets about the West. It's like, well, yeah, that could be an idea. I can't do two rivers at once, but um, <laughs> um, we can we can, we can, can just start somewhere. Um, but yeah, like I, I wouldn't close the door on that one. The things I, I don't really know if that's going to happen next year, though. Yeah. 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 And um <clears throat> am I correct in believing that you're um raising funds through through this run as well? Yeah, so we got a fundraiser going for the next two weeks. Um I don't know when people are gonna listen to this, but that's fine. The thing is if if the fundraiser's not active by then, they can still no, donate no, I'll to... be yeah, it'll be in time. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um but yeah, so we got that campaign going for the next two weeks and um we hope, you know, that the money we can raise is going to keep helping us as an organisation to keep believing the work of advocacy um, around river protection and river health. Um, and, yeah, like the organisation has been around for the last 17 years. We have done really good work around, like, you know, planning controls with government. Um, we just put 26,000 plants on the ground after two years wow. of regeneration projects. Yeah. Um, 
we just won a couple of awards on the microplastic work that we have done. So yeah, it's like all, all that money helps, you know, keeping running the organization um, steady and strong. And yeah, and also just we, we hope that people can get to know us, you know, and if they can't donate, they can share it with their friends and family or just come around and join an event. I'll um um I'll get you to send me the links for that and I'll put pop them in the show notes. Or if you're listening now, um make sure you check the show notes and um maybe yeah, donate or find, you know, share share the podcast with some friends who might be able to. Um so um what what is the the what was your main thing that you learned from doing this run? Uh well, in a personal level, um I learned I'm way more resilient than what I thought. Um, I thought it was going to be way harder than, you know, what it actually was. Um, I had a lot of fun. Like, I was like, wow, that was that was tough, you know. It was not easy. Like, don't think it was a park run. It was not a park run. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely a lot of pain kind of on and off. But, um, yeah, that really kind of, like, you almost, like, feel invincible after doing this type of stuff. <laughs> yeah like I can do anything like I'm a superhero <laughs> but um but in a good way you know and, and yeah it's like such a really kind of um self-esteem booster as well that at the end like yeah like you as the same as you Isabel like you have done some really cool things and then really like amazing runs so I don't know if you're going to have the, the same sort of feeling but um yeah you feel really kind of strong with yourself and kind of also I kind of started reconnecting to myself after like, you know, two years of this sort of COVID funk yeah. um, that a lot of people lost motivation. Even like for me last year was a bit, you know, um, over this yeah. and running on the treadmill and running around the house and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was a really good way to reconnect to what I really liked from the sport and reconnecting to who I am as a runner and, you know, I'm caring about the environment. This is me. This is my thing. Um, sort of refining my feet literally into what I like to do um, so that's from a personal level now from a professional level it was an amazing thing to see the whole transition you know from the source you know really pristine place mm-hmm. um, that you just listen to the birds and like you got the sort of flame robins going around and popping around and the kakaburas and the cockatoos and all those like amazing birds and like going into the city and like the cement concrete jungle um seagulls yeah and the seals and then the pigeons and yeah. the um, miners and all those things but um yeah kind of like literally seeing the transition from the wild into the urban area and like understanding the change of maybe relationship between people in the river yeah um like the change of perception because like you go into the upper yarra and people swim in it you know they have this way more positive relationship and vibe with the river that kind of they celebrate the river way more mm. than when you go into the city and the river becomes more like a background. Yeah. Like, you know, you're in, in, in a bar in the river, but you just use it as a as a prop. Mm. But you don't really recognize that you might really enjoy a connection with the river in a different way. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's yeah. Very no, that's, yeah, that is. I, I like that. That resonates. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Like I said, if people want to donate, the the link will be in the show notes. But um, 
I hope you're you're obviously in recovery mode now, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, look, I was, again, like jumping into the resilient um, thing. Um, I was surprised that by the second day or third day, I feel like I'm actually, I feel like I could run. Um, my coach had to stop me though and say, like, Corinne, yeah. do not run. Like you can, you're allowed to go for walks, but um, yeah, just contain yourself. Yeah. Um, so been going around for walks and eating a lot of chocolate and ice cream, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's just that, that's the thing, like learning how you need to stop yourself after, you know, a big training block of five, six months yeah. and yeah. recognize, you know, I need to give myself a week off. And that's, that's okay. right. And you know, a week yeah. off, you're not going to lose that much fitness. Although I still no. think because it was your birthday yesterday that you should have run 35 Ks for your birthday. Oh, I'm so sorry. But like, look, I did walk around like eight <laughs> Ks. Um, so I think that's fine. And I tried to eat a low cake, but couldn't fit it. You didn't eat the 35 Ks? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm so sorry, Isabel. But um, yeah, next, next year I can run the 36. Yes, yes, yes. Just, yeah, just gets harder the older you get, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's okay. It's not 280. That's fine. No, that's right. <laughs> Although, gosh, that would be an achievement, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no. To that age. Um, all righty. Well, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and congratulations on your run and for bringing such an important issue to an awareness, to the awareness of Victorians who, like you say, we, we take it for granted and, and we really shouldn't because it's a special river at the end of the day. Yeah, and we have so many running trails, you know, around yeah. the river. So why not like this, yeah. you know, use this chance to connect to it, explore okay. it, and maybe get back to it. Um, either you don't have to donate, but if you find a piece of rubbish, just take it with you. Yeah. Mm. And maybe be careful with your own with your own rubbish. That Correct. You yeah. yeah. All righty. Thank you so much. I'll see you later. Bye. See you later. 